Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, howdy, 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 folks. Thanks for being here. I am excited to be here, and we couldn't get Brian's camera to work, but I've got Brian on the line with me, and we are um, going to interview and find out all about Brian, and Classic Kettle Corn is the name of his company. And, Brian, thanks for being here with me. Oh, you're more than welcome. Happy to do this. Awesome. Now, how long have you been doing kettle corn? We will be starting our seventh year this year. Oh, my gosh. So you, you're very familiar with the business. I sure am. I, we've made we've made kettle corn. I mean, we smell kettle corn. <laughs> our shirts smell like kettle corn. Our house smells like kettle corn. Yeah, we've been making kettle corn. So how long How um, are you doing this full-time, or do you just hit events? Well, what we do is we do fairs, festivals, and, and some events. And uh, in the kettle corn business, it's kind of difficult if you want to just – get on the street corner somewhere and that kind of thing it's it's a snack food and having being a snack food it makes a it makes a huge difference so you wouldn't um you know what i've learned you really can't set up kettle corn to me from and i'm brand new at the kettle corn side is you can't really set that up just on the street side and think it's going to do something good like hot dogs would unless maybe you were sitting by another vendor who had food Correct. Correct. We actually tried. We actually tried a Home Depot one time. Uh, they saw us somewhere and invited us uh, to come down there, and and it was you know you sell 10, 10, 11 bags, and it really wasn't you know worth your while to go and and to sit out there and do it. It's it's better if yes you have if you're sitting next to another vendor that's selling food and that kind of thing. That's awesome. What's um what's the that's what I, I've learned from the people that I've talked to so far. It was, hey, stick with fairs, festivals, small craft fairs, stuff like that. And and it seems to be, from what I've been talking to people, and you can tell me if they're right or wrong, is that people are, are more apt to eat sweets and kind of junk food out themselves at these type of events. Like they give themselves permission. So you find it, as far as sales being better at those types of things, than you would at a street location or front of Home Depot or something. Oh, you better believe it, and they'll pay a premium price for it. If you're somewhere that doesn't have the ambiance of somewhere special, something that always doesn't happen every day, they'll pay money. They'll pay a lot of money for stuff. Well, since you brought up money, if you don't mind, I'd love to ask you some questions on the money side of it. And I'm not going to get into, you know, I don't need to see your um, tax returns. What I'm trying to find (laughs) out is... Is what is the what size bags do you carry? Number one, because that would kind of give us an idea about the money. Okay, basically we do the medium bags. Okay. When I when I go to a show, I'm paying a bunch of money to sit there. Okay. okay I'm paying anywhere from the one of the smallest is eighty five dollars to the largest is five hundred dollars for a two day show. Really, way expensive. And so 
that's going to determine the price I do. I do the medium bag. I think I see you using the uh, Greg Sweets bags. Uh, he's got the $3, the $5, and then, then he's got the big one for 8 Yeah. Uh, and then it's like a 18-inch bag by 9.5 or 8.5, something like that. Now, it's my medium bag. When, when I go to a show, um, that price is usually either $5 or $6 for that bag, depending on where I'm at. Okay. Well, I did the medium and large, so I've got the, the, the I guess it's the 24-inch bag, 9.5, and, and then a 9.5 by 18, and I end up with a um, with just two sizes, and I, I priced it a dollar apart from each other, so it was like a no-brainer for them to, I, you know, when I said, hey, the, the um, we tried two different prices during that, but... I said, hey, it's five bucks when they asked how much, and I go, or you can get the large bag for a dollar more. And and it, it seemed to work like, it worked better that way for me. It's kind of like my, um, with hot dogs, with me doing the meal deal, you know, you could get a meal deal for, and you're basically, or they felt like they were getting, you know, the drink free or the chips free or the drink and chips free, depending on how I priced it. Right, right. So, yeah, we... What we, nor- what we normally do is that big bag um, is eight bucks. Um, uh, it can be eight bucks, it can be ten bucks, it can be twelve bucks, and it really just de- it really determines where I'm at and how much I'm paying to sit there. Um, one of my one of my shows that charges me five hundred dollars. Um, I showed up there. We've been there for five years, I believe, and we were charging five just selling our our medium the medium bag for five dollars a piece and. They guarantee us exclusivity, and that's that's the key. And wow. you know, you can make a lot of money if you're exclusive. And then they doubled and tripled us up, so we went up uh, in price just to make up for it. Because you're sitting, you're paying five hundred dollars to sit there. If it rains one of the one of the two days, which which out of the five years, three of those years, um, it happened. Where if it rains you out on Saturday, uh, wow, you got Sunday to make up. All, all the expense, the, all the costs, right? Yeah. So, yeah. what is? All right, you're doing this full time with other things or just kettle corn? Um, the, my kettle corn business is, is really it's part time. It's just on the weekends, right? Um, for the events and stuff, right, right? For the events, I do sweet tea uh, along with it. Um, we were kettle corn is fickle when it's really really hot. Right. You're not going to sell anything. Okay. You're, I mean, it could be if it's a hot day, but as soon as that sun goes down, you're going to have a line, so you better be ready. And That's interesting. I didn't know that. And, y'all, um, we, we, we couldn't figure out. We couldn't figure out what in the world was going on. And I said, look, we need a hot, we need a hot item to keep people coming to our booth. And so I said, well, crap, we can make great sweet tea. So I, we started making sweet tea. We brew it right there. We bring, we have a little cooker, and we brew it all right there. Nothing instant, you know, fresh brewed sweet tea. Nice. And and so here we are sitting there for a Fourth of July show. Now I'm gonna tell you, Ben, our Fourth of July shows we bring home in just a couple hours. But you're there all day in the heat. Right. But just a couple hours, we'll 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 do fifteen hundred dollars just like that. Wow. Three three hundred fifty bags, and we're we're we're, we're popping till we can't stop. Um, but what what really bothered me was sweet tea sold when the sun went down along with the kettle corn. 
So it did. So I'm looking for another. I'm looking for something else that will will handle my heat. And it's, so it's, when you're when you're saying heat, I just want to clarify for anyone listening is that you're saying during the hot part of the day, kettle corn doesn't do as well. And so you you tried to find a product that would sell good during the hot part of the day, which sweet tea is like a, to me a no brainer. My wife would just stand, just be steady in line doing circles around sweet tea. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, uh, it, to, we were at we were at a festival. Uh, now I live in Georgia. I'm like 15 miles from Atlanta. Okay. So we were doing. Uh, they have their little ice cream festival. So we know we're not going to do well until the sun goes down or whatever. And so we were sitting there, and a rainstorm came up. And it was, it was interesting. There's like a line of like 50 million people over the shaved ice. As soon as the clouds covered the sun, it like they did an about face and came into my line. Oh my and in, gosh! And in, in that little bit of time, we made our money back. Plus, we put nine hundred dollars in our pocket. Sweet. Now, give me an example of when you do a day like that—a nine hundred dollar day and profit. What, what kind of um, employees, what kind of staff do you have to have to be able to turn that out? And I guess before you answer that, tell me what you're cooking on, what size kettle, because that'll give us an idea um, how often you're turning over a certain amount of cups of or bags of popcorn. Right, right. Yeah, well, I knew we were going to get into that one. I use, um, I know you have the grape sweets, the uh, little slugger with the paddle monkey. Yep. Well, I'm stirring this I'm stirring this with the paddle. I'm doing it by hand. I got a 160-quart kettle from North, North Bend Kettle Corn. My next one is going to be 100%. I'm, I'm, my next little event, I'm doing by the paddle. It's better eye candy. I did a test the other day, and and it was, I, I my son who was bored the other day, stood there and watched me stir that and was getting too close you know how it pops on you um mm-hmm. and because he, he was enamored by the process and i think it was it took away from the process is what my personal opinion is already using the the, the paddle monkey you're right you're right and there's a show involved in that so you got people that are going to get by your tent and they're going to watch you make it and then you're going to be stirring it and stirring it and once when they watch you make it sometimes they they go by and they'll buy a couple of bags just out of the you know out of the i mean not guilt but just because you know they saw you make it so they're going the entertainment that's like a thank you correct and that's got me into shows uh i've had i've had somebody say hey do y'all stir this by hand or do you guys have a machine that makes it all and you just just dump it and put it in the bag i said well no i stir it it's hand pop kettle corn um that makes a big difference and it actually makes a big difference on the flavor of the corn um i you believe have, that too i here's something i noticed and i don't mean to cut you off brian but mm-hmm. all, you know i'm a newbie i'm as green as you can get and i noticed immediately by doing the stirring i was able to get my popcorn to pop most all the kernels and i was able to keep you know the 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 control is is making sure all the kernels stay at about the same temp to the right time, and and so and it keeps your sugar from even the potential of burning. You, I mean, you have more control that way. Right, right. I mean, and I believe on what when you when I posted on your on your um, your video, I said that the temperature, the moisture content, the air, you got to control it because you're working with sugar. 
you know, if you do, if you watch any of the sugar uh, shows where they do this on TLC and all that stuff, where they're messing with sugar, temperature is huge. So you got to control the temperature of your tent when it's nice and warm, and you got everything warm in there. Even though you got long sleeves on, gloves on, hat on, the face shield on, and you're stirring, I'm telling you, you. You'll scratch your head wondering why in the world is this not coming out the same? But you you got all this stuff. You're inside. You're outside, and it makes a lighter and fluffier kernel because the because the temp, the ambient temp you're talking about, having a huge effect on each batch. No matter if you're doing all the exact same things, the exact same way. The temperature, the ambient temperature of the environment, humidity and, and temperature, change that, right? Exactly, exactly. And you know, we like I said, we've been doing, last year was our sixth year, and we just figured out. We went to a show and it was just misty and kind of rainy the whole day. And we're like, man, how are we going to make some money? Because this show, people were there. I mean, they were walking in the rain. And I said, we gotta, we gotta get it out because you don't want to throw popcorn in it. It's like soggy milk cereal when you, if it gets wet. Well, we have, you know, our sides were on and everything was on, and we, we covered everything up, and it was nice. I mean, it was toasty, warm in there, and we put a shield over the front of the tent in front of the sifting bin to get anything from blowing in. And we would just, what we would do is we would do one batch at a time, and you know. And you know, my wife could, she could, uh, she could bag it up as quick as I could get another batch out. So you cool it, you well, you salt it, you cool it, and then you, you bag it up. So, and we walked away. Even in the rain, we walked away with some good money. And uh, I was like, wow, man, that's pretty cool. Because one thing it tells you is people are coming out in the rain. Right. So you need to be able to, you know, you're there to sell them. So you need to be able to figure a way out to get that corn out there and put it in their hands now tell me on the back to the $900 a day profit deal on a mm -hmm. on an on something like that you've got to have a a path for producing enough kettle corn you're doing you said you were using the north bend but you what size kettle is it? 80 quart no it's a 160 quart kettle okay so you're doing twice as much as I can do and and how many people are bagging? How many people are taking money? How's, how does your system, how does the flow work? Okay, this is what's good. We got it down. I've got, uh, I've got three daughters and a son. And my son, he just, last year he just turned 12. And, and then, of course, my wife. Um, this show that I just made $900 on, we, it was only three of us. Um, I, co I, I cook an eight-quart batch, an eight-cut batch, and it gives me about $45 a batch if I don't give out samples. You should be able to get nine medium bags if you're not giving samples. So on, on, a, on a crappy day where you have to, where you're, you're out there selling it like crack on the street, you know, you're, you're offering samples and, you know, you got it in a, a, a plastic cereal, one of those Tupperware cereal things, and just right. giving them samples. Right. Well, anybody that walks by has to try. And you, your personality, I mean, I've watched plenty of your videos. you got all kind of personality coming out. Man, everybody walks by. It's a light, semi-healthy snack. It's sweet on your lips and light on your hips. So, I like, it. I like and, that. 
and and I throw it out there, and I throw that out there to all of them, the big muscle head guys, you know, that walk around, you know. And I said, sir, this is not gonna, this not gonna mess up your figure at all. Here, give it a try, you know. And as soon as you pick on them, the girl on the hip, you know, she wants to try it. So, whatever you got in your personality, you throw out there, and you're um, you're giving out samples. However, if you get a good day where people are lined up and you don't give any samples out, man, your profit is out of this world. Now, two questions still. So you've got five people working on a, on a busy system, right? No more than four. No more than no four. More than four. Okay. And then, and, and two of those are bagging? Two bagging, one popping, one taking money. Okay. And then my, my question, you just brought up something unique, is you've got a 160-quart popper. Mm-hmm. Why why just eight cups a pop? Is that for the show, so that you get to pop more, or is it is it about you've determined hey I can get a better more proficient, you know more kernels popped and everything heat perfect with doing eight cups? Yes, it's the yield. Yield. You're okay. you're going to yield more per cup than you would. I mean six cups. If you're doing six cups mm-hmm. in my in my thing, you're gonna. I mean, you're going to have very few uh, old maids, very few unpopped kernels. Um, but eight cups, you know, you, eight cups you can handle a line. Okay. Somet- sometimes I wish I had a smaller one for some smaller shows because you're getting that smell out constantly. And there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that kettle corn smell, especially on a hazy day because that stuff, that stuff is, you can't get above them crowds. Crowd in the come. air. You better believe it. That 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 sweet sugar smell and that corn smell, whoa, that'll that'll get people excited. Yeah, I had a couple of people come up last Saturday that were that because it was rainy, sleety, snowy, they they came around the edge of the building and they go, I knew I smelled kettle corn. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't realize how it hung there, but when it started, you know, the weather went from clear to within an hour it was crap. And and but that crap made the smell linger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, that's interesting. That so, what do you when it's rainy, nasty? Is your yield still pretty decent on on eight cups as compared to the perfect conditions and eight cups? Okay, uh, it's hard to tell. It's hard to. You know, if like I have the netting I have in my tent, right? I got a, I got a, my tent's pretty expensive. I got the netting, the half nets, and then I, I can do a full net in the back, or I can do a solid. So I'll actually, with with when I control the weather, I put these white cheap sides up that I got from one of those, you know, Walmart Walmart tents. So and that's how. I can peel a corner back, and I can do this and that, and kind of control the, the the temperature at least coming out from the, t- the the canopy. Right. So, so the the yield is good, but the stirring's a little different. Okay. You know, if it's real moist, I'm on stirring it constantly because sometimes, I mean, you can lift up your lid and see your sugar kind of clunking up. You know, because especially when you're opening, closing, if you're making. If you're if you're making batches constantly, your pot's hot. So you, you dump your 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 six out there, and then you get your sugar and your corn and your oil, and put it in for the second batch and turn it on. And then, but if you're you're cooking some, 
waiting a little bit and then cook it again, the pot heat has to heat up again. So, and, and when you put your ingredients in, that's important. Like you want your, you want your, you know, you throw the couple of kernels in. I do it just like Greg teaches on, on his, on his videos. Okay. Put a couple in and then you, you kind of rock and roll from there. Okay. So, so you're not, but you don't use a lid. You brought up a minute ago that your, your lid, are you, are you using an open popper with a half lid or something? Cause like, like if I take my, my auto stirrer off, right. Yeah. And I and I go to paddling. I don't have a lid now. Um, there is no lid, and if you do put a lid, you can't stir as 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 far as I've done so far. I couldn't stir as well. Like I can, I fabricated me a half lid. I had the shop fabricate me one. Uh-huh. I still wasn't able to stir good. Yeah, but well, my 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 shoot out like missiles. I have nothing over the top of my pot. Okay. I mean, it's shooting out everywhere, but. But sometimes, sometimes when it's going, you can figure out stirring so it don't, so you can, you you can't guide the missiles, obviously, you know, they're going to hit all over the place, but you can kind of keep your baggers protected a little bit, you know, by, you know, getting in their way a little bit, you know, and shielding them somewhat. I got Um, you. But, uh, yeah, my 160 quart kettle, there's no lid on it. I stir it with that big stick they gave you. And uh, we, you know, like I said, you know, when you're making the when you're making the kettle corn, you, you make sure your oil's nice and hot before you put anything in it. You know, throw a couple kernels in there when they start popping, then you throw all your kernels. But what 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 you're gonna find when you go to a huge festival is you're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure out how to cut corners because every time you throw an ingredient in there, it it the oil cools off Damn. somewhat, right. and it's got to get up to 400 degrees in that thing before that stuff starts busting. Right. And then your sugar when you're putting your sugar in there. Um, you know, or whatever ingredient you're putting in there to, to make your zesty flavors, however you want to do it. Um, and then you just, I used to not stir as much, but now I just keep a, a, a steady stir. Um, and you can, with the, with the, um, with the stick, you can pull them off the bottom better. You know, I, and like I said, I don't, I don't use the automatic stir, so I've, and I've never done that, but from what I understand, you know, you're, like I, I'll do two or three rounds, and then bam, bam, I pop the bottom, and keep going around, bam, bam, pop the bottom, uh, and you know, it they get they get a little more fluffier. You know, gotcha. they it seems like they get a little bit better uh, kernel, and it, and it gets right. everything gets the kiss of sugar. You know, not one it doesn't one piece doesn't look like fiddle fat. I got you. I got a question about the oil. Um, now I've heard different people say different oils, but I, I've tested some different oils now, and I I seem to like, and it could be in you know that embedded bias you have because you you heard it first from this guy and he was good at it or whatever. So I'm not positive, but um, it, I'm using corn oil. That seems to be what is effective for me. Um, but I've seen some people do some mixed oil. I haven't tried any mixed oil, like a peanut corn or 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 something else. But I'm using corn um, now. I I think I've got that part down. But the amount of oil is another one because you know they do this the the two to one ratio thing. But then I got to looking. I I started adding a little extra oil, especially because you know you're dumping sugar in there that's going to absorb oil. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 I got to noticing I could use more, way more oil, and come out with more popped kernels and a better consistency on my heat. Right, it, but it, you're that, also going to come out with an oily corn. Okay. And what I what like when you're like when you're popping corn at home and you're not making kettle corn when you're popping corn at home, you just want it to. Like what I do is is in, in the pan I put the kernels in there and I put the, the the oil in there and I'll I'll tip that pan easy to where where if it puddles up I'll pour that out okay but obviously you're going to put that sugar in there so that sugar is going to take some of that going to absorb some of that so what you really want is and I played with it is you know uh, North Bend gives you this square type of of oil uh, measuring thing. Okay. And I don't go all the way up to the top of it because going up to the top of it and then putting a little bit at the bottom gave me too much oil and you can see it on the sifting bin, right? So I put, like I do on my eight cup batch and you can see that there's just a, um, oh, not a, not a quarter inch, just around the rim when you put the corn in around the rim of the corn there'll be some oil there okay now and then once it's ready to put the sugar in um again it's a weather sensitive thing so if it starts thickening up if it starts thickening up you just keep stirring a little faster or slower to get that oil back out of the sugar oh i got you so if it you may not i mean i'll lose i'm okay with losing a handful of kernels if my corn tastes better, because a handful of kernels cost pennies, right. maybe. So as opposed to somebody coming by and saying, "Man, yours is yours is terrible," or it's oily or whatever. Right, or it's I, oily. Or I whatever. did one batch where I did too much oil, and I I definitely know what you're talking about, oily. I wasn't talking about too much oil, but I was talking about I think in the beginning, when I I, I learned that if I added more sugar, I was getting a more especially on the caramel corn i was getting a really good flavor with more sugar than using mm-hmm. than using less sugar or most of the ingredients out there it was less sugar and that i had found and so i tested those first and even even the people that tried it when i was doing samples it was they were saying boy this could stand to be sweeter and mm-hmm. was the bottom line so i started using more sugar and then i noticed i needed more oil so once I figured out the oil, or at least I, I call it figured out, but um, I'm I'm kind of eyeballing the oil, like you just said, around the edge, where it's barely there, but enough of it so that I don't end up with either clumps of sugar that are that stay clumped, they never you know dissolve, or mm-hmm. or they end up being um, too much oil, like I did the one time with too much oil, and I made my my kernels oily or my my batch oily and then or being too dry and then not and not popping hardly any you know i had i had one batch i I didn't pop crap i mean a bunch popped but as far as i would have said half again as much was in kernels wow because i was too dry because i had added Mm -hmm. too much sugar that absorbed my oil it got to temp and half the batch popped i dumped and it was over you know, because I couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. If I'd have waited, I'd have scorched what was there. Yeah, you want to make sure that oil is super, super hot before you put your sugar in. You know, you're throwing your you're throwing your kernels in 
what I do, and I, and and obviously I don't. I, obviously, again, I'm stirring with a stick. So, and I've got a 200. I mean, I got a 160 quart kettle. So when I'm putting my when I put my oil in, and I'm 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 wide open with the gas. Right. I'm not I'm not slow with the gas. I'm wide open with the gas. I want that stuff jumping around, and the heat is going to be around the pot. So when I throw some kernels in, I'm going to stir that oil with a few kernels in so it can take some of that heat from around the pot, gotcha. right? So when when those when those kernels pop, I'm throwing the rest of the I'm throwing the rest of my kernels in, and I'm stirring that. I'm not throwing my sugar and kernels in at the same time, I, because if the sugar if the sugar absorbs all that oil, then man, you're gonna you're you're, you're it's like mix it's like taking uh, mixing concrete with a stick. I mean, See, it's like I sludge. I know for a fact I did that in the, in the beginning. I was putting the sugar in way too early, mm-hmm. and and that was messing me up. So I started doing it later, and right. and I was getting better results immediately. Better results. Yeah, I I normally I have one layer of kernels already popped before I'll put my sugar in. Oh really? And I, yeah, and then I'll put that sugar in, and I'll go. It, it makes a lighter corn. It's not as it's not as kind of a brown looking to it or a, or a golden. Right. It still gets golden, but it's not and, as. And I can, yeah, and that works for me um, in the big pot. Okay, what kind of ratio have you found on an eight cup batch? Let's say because that's an average batch, eight cups. I've been doing six and eights, and right. but and probably eight is overkill for my. Um, kettle but on a six cup batch or an eight cup how much sugar would you do after you've been doing this six years going on seven how how much sugar would you put in or or the the caramel sugar mix i'm two to one two to one yeah okay yeah two to one two parts corn one part sugar okay so out of eight cups i use four cups of sugar I've been doing a little bit more than that now, and it's not much more, but I've been about a cup more. So if it's a, if I do six cups of corn, and you're it, doing seven, I'm no. Um, are you saying no? I wasn't doing seven, seven, four. No, right. I, six. I was doing like either four, or or sometimes five. Well, here's what you got now. Uh, the one thing that I didn't tell you is how I how I got into the business. Okay. Yeah, I'd it like was, to know. Yeah, it was it was kind of strange when oh I guess around 2006 is when I graduated college as an old 42 year old dude, and uh, doing what I was doing was not working. Right. And with with a wife and four kids, and so um, I saw this. I, I was looking at vending stuff online, and I saw some of those guys up there, and I'm like, good nightmare. By 2008, I bought me a heat press and a bunch of decals, and I went and uh, started vending T-shirts. We're out there in 98 to 100 degree weather trying to get T-shirts, and I got a 400 degree um, press. Heat, heat press going on, and I'm I'm sweating bullets. And I'm smelling all this food going, good night. And I see this guy with this big flowery cup of lemonade. And I said, sir, how much did you pay for that? And he said, $5. I almost dropped the load right there. And I was like, holy crud. Everybody had food in their hand. Oh, yeah. And I said, man, food's the way to go. 
Well, there was this young lady that was behind us, was working for this other guy. She was making kettle corn. She wasn't she wasn't measuring nothing. My wife loves kettle corn. She went back and got her a bag. She gave him some. I said, this is an oldie, nasty mess. Well, then my father-in-law, he catches on. He saw one of Greg Sweet's videos saying $20,000 in a weekend. So he went and bought him some equipment, but he didn't buy it from uh, Greg. He bought it went out from North Bend. And it's a lot harder than he thought it was. And it was just him and his wife, and the equipment's heavy. I mean, the equipment's heavy, and you're picking up 50-pound bags. And so he wanted to work it from his house and do sell popcorn from his house kind of thing, and he did it for a little bit. We were in debt. I had, I had gotten a job, and I was I was working. I said, man, we got to get out of debt somehow. And we had $2,000 left to pay off. And he had offered to sell me all the equipment. Now I've got the top shelf equipment uh, for five thousand dollars. No man, I was like, I sure would like to do that. Well, that next summer we said, hey, let's team up because my wife and I had this newspaper that um, promoted events and activities, and some of those folks owed us some some favors. So we got in for free one night uh, to a Fourth of July show. We teamed up with my father-in-law and. You know, put a bunch of money in each other's hands, and uh, we teamed up for about a year. And the money that we made teaming up, we bought it from him at the end of the season, and then that's how we got a hold of the equipment. Wow! And I've, I've seen plenty of your videos. I mean, I've seen a lot of your videos, and people sometimes think that, oh, I don't have all that money, and da 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 da, and I can't get into doing this or doing that. And I'm like, nobody's saying you got to buy brand new stuff. Right. Well, my trailer, I didn't even have a truck. I didn't have a truck to pull my trailer. So I went down to the local um, U-Haul, and I rented a trailer to take it, and the trailer was like 100 and, the, to rent the truck was like 100 and, $120 on average, and we're, and we're coming back with $1,000 in our pocket. Who wouldn't want to do that? And so, but, but now I bought me a truck last year last July we, we were renting up until last July and so now we can expand out and go further because you know you have to pay 50 cents a mile and all that mess right. you know you know renting a U-Haul but um, that's how we got into it and that is so cool and you know you can you can bootstrap it but still be professional what's your plans and, going forward Brian? well I'm trying to I would like to increase our yearly profit um, more than likely by at least 5000 this year. I'd like to make $5,000 more this year than I did, than I did last year. Uh, we thought, we, we, thought we, were, we were hitting a winner, but last year we, we thought we were going to come home with about ten grand. We did a one-week-long show, and uh, we ended up losing $250 on that deal. Oh my gosh! Cause of weather? <laughs> uh uh We we uh, I would encourage everybody when you when you when you make a rule, don't break it. We broke a rule. The one thing you won't make money at is carnivals and, and fairs. The ones that have the rides, the carnival rides, you know. Yeah. You will not make a dime. Really? Will, Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know, man. I, we've done it a couple times and. And I mean, there was only, look here, there was only four people with food, four people. Three of them made money and we did. 
And the reason we showed up, the reason we showed up for that festival is because they said they had a craft show too. It was a big craft show inside this big horse arena. And so, yeah, yeah, we jumped up in there. We, we, we did the hotel thing, you know, for the whole week. It was like three hours, two and a half, three hours from our house. And, you know, first time I went out with the new truck, you know, and like, man, we lost 250 bucks. Holy cow. So you're talking after your hotel expenses, travel expenses, you lost money. It, do you think it has to do with the location that they put you there? Or was it there was too many competitors for the amount of customers? Or was it a timing issue with weather and um, and when people were there for the kettle corn, when kettle corn does better? What do you think would cause that? Um, with it's, Yeah, it's the carnival period. See, what happens is is people will pay these big bucks, $18, to buy their kid a wrist bracelet to go in there and ride all the rides, right. you know, and they're not going to come out and pay another $5 for a bag of corn or $3. You so know, they're I mean, scrimping. Right. So, right. But, but how does three other people do good, though, Brian? How, do, how does that happen? How do they do good? Well, the three other vendors were food vendors. Oh, okay, not snack vendors. No, except for the shaved ice person. Then you had the kettle, you had the, uh, you know, your funnel cake and 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 sausage, hot dogs, hamburgers, everything in this one thing. And then there's somebody did this, uh, some kind of barbecue, some kind of weird barbecue. He mixes up with a stick, and there were lines all. all I mean, the lines were ridiculous. For them two things and here we are just sitting here there were there were two days where i didn't pop not one batch so you're not you're not going back to fairs and festivals the ride types yeah i won't go to a carnival carnival yeah no we're, we're not doing the carnival things anymore we and, and the only reason we went was because of they said they were going to have a big craft fair too there because I knew there was going to be two halves, so I figured it would bring out my customers, you know, which are really grown folk. Uh, you get you, you get some high school kids when they're you know their taste buds start developing more into regular food, and where they just don't want to suck 500 gallons of sugar down their gullet, and they want right. to taste actually some product. But you know, we thought that that was going to bring in a whole bunch of a whole bunch of you know your your middle age you know your kids are already out of the house your 30s and 40s and, and early 50 year old folks to come but it was mostly people were coming to ride the rides and the parents would eat would eat at the eat at the two places that you can eat at so wow like i say i mean that that was that was one of the things that didn't work um now we had one show where we thought, uh, this ain't going to be a whole lot of nothing, and we ended up selling six over 600 bags. That sounds like a $3,000 day. Yeah, that yeah that was a $3,000 day. That was what we brought home. Now, we pay our help 10%. Our kids get 10% of the profit each. And uh, so, I mean, I, I was telling them, I thought, wow. If I was a kid and got three hundred dollars in one day, my twelve-year-old boy took all the money. He made the whole chain. He worked his butt off. That's and uh, I was, I, I was fit to be tied. Uh, the most I've ever popped in one day, and I know that might come up, is a little over seven hundred bags in wow. one day. 
Well, and yeah. that's with a crew of four. That no, that was with a crew of five. 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 We had we had a sample guy. We had uh, me, Poppin, and two baggers and a and a cashier. And that was just my whole family, so I didn't. That's I don't cool. have to hire people to right. come come and do that yet. But my girls don't like doing it, so you know we, you know, the boy, he's twelve. He's been recruited, you know, <laughs> whether he likes it or not. Right. <laughs> so that's freaking awesome, Brian. Um, give me before we go. Give me a tip you or or two tips. Pick the two best tips you can think of to give to anybody starting in kettle corn, and then um, and that way that way that um it'll prevent them a mistake or to help them make more or something well the first thing i would say is exclusivity uh kettle corn doesn't go well competing with other kettle corn vendors if you want to make some money exclusivity you want to make sure the show that you go to that you're the only one selling kettle corn or popcorn and the second thing is use top shelf products. Use the top shelf. We use Mazzola corn oil. That actually gives it a butter flavor and we don't add butter to it. People say, man, this is buttery. Well, we've never added a stick of butter to it's it. the Mazzola? The Mazzola corn oil. Okay. Uh, what kind of kernel? You know, uh, magic mushroom. There you go. All right. Hey, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the smallest kernel, but it pops the biggest and it's consistent. We've tried Monster we tried, mushroom. yeah, I think we tried Monster. We tried this other brand, weird brand, and it just didn't work. And kettle corn is simple to make good. And everybody will say, oh, man, when you're making it good, oh, I saw you down here at such and such festival, and you said, I love your stuff. And you say, thank you, and you're on your way. And then you say, baby, check out that festival because you didn't go. Yeah. You know, they say you're, you know, and if everybody uses consistent and everybody uses good stuff, you won't have that person say, no, I don't like kettle corn. The last one down there, you know, ugh. if you're bringing your equipment, don't pre-pop. Don't pre-pop if you're bringing your equipment. And I'm going to tell you, if you use vegetable oil, it's going to look gray. Okay. It'll look gray. I mean, it'll look. It'll look great, and especially if you use vegetable oil and you pre-pop it, that will be the grossest thing you put in your mouth. Oh wow, I didn't know that. I had tested yeah. with, I had tested it with it, but I didn't, it, I didn't like do a batch where I had enough to save. We just did a small batch of vegetable oil. I didn't like it. Period. I, I felt like I could taste a difference, mm -hmm. but, but it could be inbuilt biases. But I, I felt like I could tell. But everybody that I've talked to that like you with experience, they've they say corn oil, corn oil. You know, I tell you, I saw that you were doing some of the, the candy flavors. You know, the apple and the, yep. and you know they taste better the next day. Oh, I, I mean, agree. My wife's still eating uh, on them. Oh yeah, my dad loves lemon. I mean, he'll eat the he'll he'll drag his tongue across the bowl if I let him. He'll eat the lemon, but. Uh, yeah, that's those are the those are the main things. You know, you want you want to make money, you know, and you don't necessarily want to compete against anybody. When you go to a festival, you need to be friendly. The one that's not friendly, it's like, you know, you're helpful. Like the guy next to me who don't have, you know, he didn't bring enough clips or the wind's blowing his tent down or something. Like the other not long ago, I said I have these big water things, and I said here, let me hunt you, let me 
you know, sense your tent down because you're going to be flying all over the place. And then I don't want you to fly into my tent that I just brand, bought brand new tent. Right. So, you know, when you're going to a festival, signage, signage is so important. Looking professional. I mean, we have hats that say classic kettle corn. We wear red shirts that have classic kettle corn on the lapel and on the back because I am using my kids. So I don't want some little kid with some ratty T-shirt going, you want a sample of kettle corn? Right. You know, he's going to look he's going to look kind of professional. And, uh, and that's the key. Make it easy on you. Don't make it so difficult. I love so. it. I love it, Brian. Thank you so much for um, for the advice and being so honest and forthcoming with the information. It'll help a lot of people. It's definitely going to help me. And I'm, I'm looking forward to um, doing a live batch, you know, with with customers with the um, paddle and and to interact with them and and come up with i guess um you know sayings like you shared with us um about you know sweet on the lips easy on the hips i like there that you go. i like that thank you a ton for doing this with me i appreciate it a bunch and hope you hopefully um you'll come back hey no problem i enjoyed it thank you Hey folks, this has been just a friendly reminder that you can find out more about Brian's setup and some other tips and tricks he shared with me after we got done with our interview. You can go to learnkettlecorn.com and get all the information you want. Learnkettlecorn.com. Thanks for being here and hope you have a wonderful day. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.